Welcome to Ben. Blockchain Education Network. The largest and longest running network of students, alumni, and professors excited about blockchain across the world. A podcast for students by students, sharing their vision that anyone, regardless of wherever they are in the world, will be able to use blockchain as a vehicle to create wealth for themselves and their communities. This is Ben. The Blockchain Education Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ben Podcast. I'm Valkyrie Holmes. And I'm Sarah Roth. And we are here with Jason Brink, the president of blockchain at Gala Games. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's really a pleasure. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So we wanted to just start off by you giving us like a short introduction about yourself, how you got into blockchain and crypto in general, and just a little bit about Gala Games. I originally got into the blockchain space in 2013, 2014, after having spent some time in Haiti doing disaster relief work. And essentially what I discovered through doing some of this work is that there are massive problems with the supply chain and with the flow of foreign aid as it enters into some of these less developed nations. What typically happens is even though, well, for in Haiti, for example, even though hundreds of millions of dollars are being allocated to Haiti by countries all over the world, none of it was actually getting to the people. So I was there, we were, you know, doing disaster relief work, helping people, triaging, doing, you know, medical procedures and all of that. And we couldn't get supplies. People had no money. They had nothing to survive on. And for those hundreds of millions of dollars of aid, we saw some USAID tarps, some boxes of MREs and I think I saw one UN truck and that's basically it. None of that money was making it to the people on the ground who were starving. And so I began looking at ways to use blockchain to sort of fix some of these problems or at the very least to provide traceability and accountability uh, in the supply chain. And what I found though, is that governments and NGOs typically don't move quickly enough to actually have a tremendously positive impact. They do good things, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that they don't. But if you want to, you know, change an entire nation, the best way to do that is to empower the people. And we see that gaming and play to earn gaming is a great way to do that. And so after spending all of that time doing that and winning an award from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Global Development Network and working on, you know, foreign aid concepts, I decided to transition and take that same passion for change and bringing it to the gaming space. So that's a little bit about me. Now, Gala Games was founded by Eric Schirmer, our CEO. He's one of the co-founders of Zynga. So he has very, very deep gaming knowledge. I think probably, I don't know, everyone, you guys are a little bit younger than me, but you probably are at least aware of what Farmville was or is, right? So that's, you know, Farmville, Words with Friends, all of that. So he comes from a, a really deep gaming background. A lot of the rest of our C-suite also comes from gaming. John Oswald, our president of games, is the former head of mobile product at EA. We've got tons and tons of people from the gaming joined us because they see gaming as a way to really have transformative change uh, for a lot of different people. We believe fundamentally in three different things. The first is that games should be fun, okay? Whether they're a blockchain game or a conventional game, it needs to be fun. If it's not fun, it's not a good game try harder. The second thing that we believe in is that you should have ownership of your in-game assets, no matter what they are. If you've earned them in a game or if you've purchased them in a game, 
they should be yours to do with as you would like. And the third thing that we believe in is that there should be a play to earn element in gaming. If you're going to put your time and money into something, there should be a way for you to get something out of that. Okay. And so this is, these are the three fundamental things that we believe in. And that's why we have currently one live service game, Townstar, which people are playing to earn right now and is quite successful. And four more, five more games, six more, a number that is between four and 10 that have been announced and about another 15 that nobody knows about yet that are on the way to being announced here before two terribly long fingers crossed. So yeah, that's who we are and that's what we do. So yeah, sure. So in terms of games, is it kind of open for anyone to develop games on your platform or is it your company develops games and deploys them? Right now, the games that are Townstar was was developed uh, developed by us and released by us long before there was any token or or blockchain. That's actually one of the things that differentiates us, I think, from the, a lot of the the blockchain gaming space. Is that we're really a gaming company before we're a blockchain company. So we make really really cool, fun to play, engaging games, and then we build the blockchain layer in afterwards. So get the game fun, figure out the core loop, make sure the mechanics work, then build the blockchain in. So that's what we did with Townstar. The other games that we currently have on our platform, some of them are being developed internally. Mirandus, for example, is being developed by our own internal team. Spider Tanks was developed by Game Media, which is a company out of the Netherlands. We work with a lot of different developers. What we typically do is we set up a business relationship with the developer. We're not complete open, you know, like permissionless at this point in time yet. That's something we're working towards, but we curate the content pretty heavily right now just to make sure that every game is very high quality. But in the future, we're pushing towards a more permissionless network that anyone can build on. But for now, we usually form a business relationship with the, the game developer and we, you know, either provide expertise uh, and or funding to help realize their, their long-term gaming vision. That's really awesome. I, I always like asking people this question of, is there anything that you wish you knew before starting as president of blockchain or even something else that you wish other people knew about the crypto space? There's a few things. I think one of the things that I wish that everybody else knew, and I think there are a lot of people that know this, but I, I would like to drive this home, and especially to everybody listening to this podcast, what you do matters, okay? When you get involved in a, in a project, you know, even if you're just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, pick up some of this token and hang out in the Discord, that matters, okay? You have the ability by yourself to fundamentally steer and influence projects. You can get involved. The blockchain is the only space where you as an individual can drop into a discord and say, hey guys, I've got this idea. What do you think? And engage with developers and talk to them about what you're interested in, what they're doing, whether you like it or not. You know, we have a tremendous discord community, which shameless self-plug. I think you should all join at galagames.chat. We have an amazing Discord community where we have 170 employees, okay, internally, core right now. And over 100 of them spend time in Discord every single week. Okay, so that means that if you show up in our Discord and you're talking to people and they have a red or a green name, 
they are one of the employees. Green is like C-suite and then the reds are, are everybody else in the company. And you're actively talking to people who are actively building games and actively building the ecosystem. And your ideas and your contributions matter, whether they're sent in a DM or they're dropped in a general channel. I wish more people understood that and contributed because there's so many great ideas out there, so many great concepts that are lost because people are afraid to share them. So I would highly recommend everyone get involved. And this is, this is what blockchain is built on, right? This, this concept of decentralization. And, and we embrace this very much and we crowdsource ideas with our community where they're constantly engaging and talking to them and, and yeah, show up. Cause if you show up and if you really make a difference, you know, that can make a difference for you and for everybody else who's involved. Yeah, I think that's some great insight, especially because this podcast is aimed towards like university students and high school students who can't, I mean, they can build, but it's sometimes harder to get into the space. And so a great way to get involved is to like join discords and actively communicate with, because it's such a big community, the blockchain community. So that's really awesome. And I think that's a great tip for anyone looking to get involved. If I could kind of backtrack and go back to your history in Haiti. Did you find going from like supply chain management to gaming, could you, were you able to like transfer your blockchain knowledge or was there kind of a learning curve there? To, to, to clarify, I wasn't in supply chain management. I just happened to be in Haiti working with a group that was working at a hospital. I was there kind of as the the, the random useful guy that the doctors brought along with them. So I was doing everything from, you know, helping tear down ORs that had been, you know, absolutely infested with mold so that they could be sanitized and used for the like massive triage of amputations that were having to take place and things like that. And I just observed the problems with the supply chain. You know, we, for example, there were situations where obviously in a situation like that, there's tons and tons and tons of medical procedures that are taking place. Okay. And you would have whole containers full of medical goods that would get stuck on a ship because whoever went to go pick it up didn't have enough cash on them to bribe the guards. Okay. And it's, it's lots of situations like that. And anyone who's worked in, in, you know, some of these severely uh, traumatized areas has experienced something like that. And so it's, it's, it's more this, this question of, okay, this is a problem that I observe. How can we, how can we fix this? How can we make a difference? How can we use uh, this interesting technology to, to positively impact the situation that we find ourselves in? And, you know, you, after, after spending time there, there were, there were, there was a lot of time just kind of in reflection of like, okay, well, you know, I spent, I was there for almost a month, I think. And you, you come out of that and there's a lot of like, well, that was really, that was really kind of a mess. How can we make that better? And the Haitian people are, are absolutely wonderful, incredible people. And it's one of those, those, uh, blockchain is one of those technologies that can really have a big impact on, on a nation like that. And I think it can on just about any nation, but yeah. The, 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 the knowledge I bring to this is more generally blockchain and not so much the, the logistics side, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that really makes, makes a lot of sense in terms of 
like your work in like disaster relief is kind of I feel like there's a lot of skill sets, especially with people that kind of transfer over, especially when you're the president of a sector and a company. I feel like there's a lot of people that look up to you and that you're you're providing a lot of direction for a company like this. So especially in a relatively new space like crypto, especially the way it's blown up since then. And I was like wondering, what do you think is the most like exciting thing about the future of crypto and like the future of Gala Games in particular? I think that that as as blockchain and, and crypto grows, it's going to come to take a place in, in just about any industry. There's a lot of growth and and new ideas and, and innovation and entrepreneurial thinking that are that are present in the blockchain space and that will, I think, in the near future, fundamentally disrupt a lot of different industries. So that's very exciting to me. And I think that that as more and more people become familiar with it, it's going to take a bigger and bigger place. And so that's something that's very exciting for me is to watch as the idea of ownership, like actual verifiable ownership of of objects, of land, of cars, of you know, airplanes of, you know, your own data of your in-game assets, all of these things, as those get written more and more to the blockchain, I think that there's going to be fundamental seismic shifts in a lot of different industries. At Gala, what um, I'm so excited about um, is watching the way that we are changing the lives of people around the world. And I know that that's only going to get bigger. I mean, we're here at, at Decentral Miami. I don't know if your audience knows the context of this interview, but we're here at Decentral Miami right now. And over the last two days, I've had probably 50, 60 people come up to me and say, oh my God, Bitbender, you guys have changed my life. You know, I, I bought a Gala node and I've been running it and helping contribute to the ecosystem and it has absolutely changed my life. I mean, we had one guy who showed up who was able to travel outside of his country for the first time in his life because he had gotten involved with Gala and he had started playing games. He started playing Townstar at like the the beginning of last year and it has absolutely changed his life. And I love that. I want to see more of that. And so that's what's most exciting to me is the the massive difference that I know that we can have. Right now, do you see any or what challenges do you see in terms of like widespread adoption of blockchain in games in games? Because I know it's not it's not really common. Like I know my brother is a big gamer and he's always spending investing time into these games. But there's no there's no like he doesn't get ownership of anything and he's putting money into him. So why aren't gamers jumping onto this? Well, <laughs> there's, there's a couple reasons. The first is that blockchain games, blockchain gaming as a whole has a problem. And that is that everything in it is being built for the most part by blockchain people. 
not by game developers. I can't tell you the number of times I've sat down and talked to somebody. And please, as I say this, this is not necessarily a criticism. It's simply a statement of fact where I've sat down and talked to people and they're like, oh, look at our, our white paper. We've got this great idea and we're going to have this cool ecosystem model and there's going to be this financial element. It's going to be great. Okay, so what's your game? Well, no, you have to look at the way that the yield works and, and the way that this goes. Okay, yeah, well, well what, what's your game? Well, it's going to be a game where you you make money. Okay, okay, but the game part, please, can we talk about the game? A lot, a, a lot of these games just simply don't exist. They're not games. And that's the problem. That's why gamers don't play them. Because if you take somebody, you know, your, your brother, you know, probably for him making $10 a day playing a game or $20 a day playing a game is not a very compelling argument for a reason to play something that's not fun for him. You know, 10, 20 bucks, probably not going to like fundamentally change his life. So he's not going to put in the time to play something that's not fun. And so this is where we're very, very strongly differentiated because we make games. And then we say, hey, by the way, you can own this stuff too. And that makes a big difference. That's why we have people down there playing spider tanks all day having fun. It's a 3v3 brawler slash MOBA. It's a light MOBA, I guess. And people are having fun and they sit down and they play it and they're like, wow, this feels like a real game. And that's because it's a real game. And that is what's going to be the thing that gets people into it is when there's actual real fun games to play. And when they want to you know, buy an item in the game and then they understand like, oh, I, I've bought this. I can play. I own it. I could potentially earn something with it. That's where the difference will start to take place. The other major thing is, is this, you know, massive onboarding like hurdle of, of getting somebody who is used to like a, you know, centralized login and owning or, you know, having a company babysit all of their stuff for them, you know, actually go to, you know, create a, a, a wallet, you know, store a key phrase somewhere, you know, that. So there's some friction there that definitely has to be worked out. And that's one of the things that we're working on a lot. But once once those two things, once you have actual fun games and a way for people to log in and have an account that doesn't feel scary in crypto, that's where this is really going to take off. So do you see big gaming companies integrating blockchain into their games in the future? I'm going to give that a very, very well-considered and qualified shmaybe. I, I think that large gaming companies, like really big gaming companies, they're definitely interested. They're, they definitely want to know about it, okay? They are definitely asking questions about it. But they're also very terrified of the concept, because when you've based your entire profit model for years on not giving players ownership of assets, the idea that you would switch is kind of scary. And so I think that that's something that a lot of the large, large gaming companies are confronting of, you know, we've built our entire business model on one way of doing things. And blockchain is a fundamental shift away from what they've built an entire model on. And, and this is one of the things that's actually quite special about Gala Games. We, we don't have investors 
We don't have VCs. We've never taken money from a, a hedge fund or a VC. We've never sold tokens. You know, we don't have any, like, we're not beholden to anyone. So we do the things that we want to do and we know that works. But if you are, you know, if, if you're a gaming company and 20% of your balance sheet or 20% of your, your, you know, shares are owned by, you know, some old school bank in New York that thinks that blockchain is the devil, then you're probably not going to be able to innovate very far in that direction before your shareholders start screaming. And that's one of the things that I think holds them back. And that's the thing that that's a problem that we don't have. How long do you think it'll be until this kind of like widespread adoption takes place? I, I know that I read a couple of things about like Fortnite. They've never been, they've always kind of been into like the NFT thing and like tokenizing a lot of things in their game. So do you think it'll like once a big like game like Fortnite kind of adopts it, do you think it'll make it a lot easier for bigger companies to say yes? Or do you think it'll still be on an individual basis? I think one of the challenges that a lot of these these larger companies are also going to confront as they do this, I think that that once they do that, yes, there will be some some adoption. But at the same time, there's a big question of exactly how it will be done. Because what their initial first impulse is going to be is to, to, to basically, quote unquote, adopt NFTs and blockchain, but keep it their own walled garden. So you say like, oh, well, you can own this and you can send it to your friends on our platform, but you can't take it outside. You know, you have to play inside our little safe walled space where we are able to control revenue somehow. So that's going to be the first thing that happens. So there's going to be a lot of people, I think, that get involved in it's likely that they will get involved in something like that. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a particularly compelling argument. So there'll probably be my personal guess is there'll probably be some false starts where a game's like, yeah, blockchain. And then everybody's like, but that's not blockchain. It's your own thing. And that's cool. Good for you. But you know, it's not quite what everybody wants you, what you really need. And what I, and this is why we're doing what we're doing is an organization that's willing to kind of go to bat for the players and say, Hey, look, yeah, you own that thing. Do whatever you want with it. Have fun. Knock yourselves out. Whatever you, what you, you want to send it to a friend. Fine. Go ahead. Send it to a friend. You want to send it to a burn address. If you feel like it, yeah, knock yourself out. Do what you want to do. You want to sell it on OpenSea? Go ahead. It's yours. You can sell it if you want. We can't stop you. Why would we do that? And I think that, that what we'll probably see in the long run is some of these larger organizations coming to organizations like our own uh, saying, you know, okay, well, we want to do this. We tried this thing. It didn't quite work the way we wanted. What did, what did we do wrong? Please help. Now our investors are yelling at us. Why didn't you do NFTs? And so now we have to do NFTs and we don't know what to do. So please help. That's what I think is eventually going to happen. Awesome. I, I think you pretty much covered all of our questions. It's really interesting to hear your take on kind of where this space is headed and how this is going to change the gaming industry. Thank you again for coming out and giving us your time. It was really great talking to you.
I think we'll end off there. If you have any last words you want to share. Sure. I just invite everyone to uh, come join our Discord at galagames.chat and uh, follow us on social media at GoGalagames. We're more than happy to uh, engage with you guys and hit me up if you want on Twitter at BitbenderBrink. I answer my DMs. So look forward to talking to you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Uh, This has been the Ben Podcast. I'm Valkyrie Holmes. I'm Sarah Roth. And we will see you next time. This was another episode of Ben. Blockchain Education Network. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at BlockchainEDU. And visit our YouTube channel for more valuable blockchain content.